This Thursday, December 14th, NBA betting picks edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Roster brought to you by the SGPN app. The SGPN app is completely free to download and home to all your favorite SGPN podcasts, contests, and picks. Just type SGPN in your app store today to download America's number one DGEN app. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, December the 14th, currently 11.01 on the East Coast. Here to get into the seven-game schedule in the association here tonight. And joining me, as usual, to help me break it all down, I got the Don of the NBA Gambling Podcast. It's Ryan Rich, Fat Baby McKee. McKee, what's going on, brother? Hey, man. I am doing well. I'm a little... uh... I'm a little out of it. I was on a plane late last night coming back from Florida. I was out in Florida visiting a friend of the show, Maddie Betts. He uh, was doing some work with him out in Florida, stayed at the Hard Rock Casino out there in Hollywood, Florida. It was amazing. That place uh, is, uh, if you've never been to the casinos in Florida, totally worth going to check it out. I got to say, had a lot of fun there, played a lot of blackjack. And uh, but I was stuck on a plane late last night, so I didn't get to watch any of the games from last night. But I did get up early this morning and do all my research. So I am stoked for tonight's slate. Hey, he's ready to go. I'm ready to go. Last night, uh, eventful, uh, I guess we can say in the association. Uh, we'll just start with your uh, f- uh, your Phoenix Suns there, McKee. They finally, finally saw Ugh. the debut of the big three um, between Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal. And uh, Devin Booker, and I think this game was the uh, Mikhail Bridges revenge game, is what it was. Yeah, it turned into the Mikhail Bridges revenge game, and also I think we got to throw Cam Johnson into that conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big game, I think this game meant a little bit more to the Brooklyn Nets than maybe the Phoenix Suns. And you know, anytime we see a debut of three dynamic you know, players in the association, there's usually some growing pains. And I think that the Phoenix Suns maybe started going through that last night when you finally got yeah. the big three on the court last night. But um, I know you probably you mentioned you didn't get to watch the game, but any, any you know, did you see the box score or anything that you may, maybe that concerns yeah, you about I mean, this team? I looked at the box score and uh, obviously Bradley Beals had of the big three, you know, he seemed to have the most disappointing po- uh, game with only 14 points, but he's still working his way back into shape. So, yeah. I mean, I guess I can't be too mad about that. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to I will go back and watch this game today, but uh, I don't want to say too much because I, I do want to dig into it. And I, I'm bummed I missed it. I actually if I was in town, I, I definitely would have actually gone to this game because I'm such a big uh, Bikel Bridges fan. Even bought a Brooklyn Nets Mikhail Bridges jersey before this season. Uh, still want to, still want to support the guy. So I would say that, um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I'd be interested to hear what you your take is on it. But um, yeah, I don't have one. Yeah, I think that it was just you know that again when you anytime you have former players coming back in that first game back, 
in that building where you played with that team. There's a little more, you know, juice in your step. There's a little more umph in your step that you want to go out and prove that, you know, you kind of want to give it back to them. And yeah, it wasn't the greatest shooting night for Mikael Bridges. I mean, he was 17 of 19 from the floor, only three of nine from three point land. He did finish the game uh, with uh, 21 points. Cam Thomas led the way for the um, Brooklyn Nets in that game. Uh, he had 24 points, but not really a great shooting night for either one of these teams. 46% for the Nets, 47.6% uh, from the field for the Phoenix Suns. Both were below 37% uh, uh, as far from the three-point line as well. So um, I think that if you just looked at the box where you saw that, I think it seems like Devin Booker is going to be the guy that's going to be initiating the offense and being the point guard. Did finish yep. up with a double-double, 34 points, 12 assists in this game. Uh, Nurkic, 22 rebounds last night um, for the Phoenix Suns as well. So, I mean, I don't think at all, McKee, that it should be something that we should ringing the alarm bells off with just the first yeah, game. There's an adjustment period. Close gonna game happen, right? and yeah. It's going to be an adjustment period. And, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to start worrying about uh, this Phoenix Suns and, until the All-Star break, I would say. Yeah, 100%. I think they gotta get it together, and I'll start worrying if one of them gets like majorly injured. But other than that, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until midseason before we start seeing this team in form. I would imagine. Yeah, and Brooklyn Nets this season, one of the best, if not the best team against the spread. Um, the best this, team in the yeah. spread. Yeah. I mean, they're playing again tonight, so it's in my notes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think that the game just meant a little more, bit more to those, some of the players on the Brooklyn Nets last night, but they get the job done 116, 112. Um, and they obviously get the outright win and cover another spread as a road underdog. Um, I think the other story last night was the game between the Indiana Pacers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks yeah. uh, go into that game, um, with a little revenge on their mind after what transpired last week in the semifinals of the in season tournament. Um, and the Bucks got their revenge led by Giannis career high franchise record 64 points last night wow. uh, for the Greek freak uh, finished up with 14 rebounds as well for steals. They get the victory 140 to 126 uh, Giannis 20 of 28 from the floor. He shot 32 free throws last night. McKee, he knocked down 24 of those. Uh, but they did get the victory last night, uh, 140 to 126. So that was another game that I was interested in watching. Another 32, game. Wait, you said 32 free throws for Giannis? 32 free throw attempts. How is that not the 24. longest game ever on record? That guy takes forever to shoot his free throw. <laughs> so if he actually took 10 seconds, or he, he literally goes up to nine seconds on each yeah, free throw attempt. Uh, so that right there, let's just do some quick math here. Uh, 32 attempts, nine seconds, though. That was 20, uh, 288 seconds uh, that he just spent at the free throw line <laughs> if he took up nine. That was about close to five minutes of watching Giannis hey, uh, shoot go. 32 free throws last night. So, yeah, uh, they get the victory there. Um, I think that was the only other game that I was interested in last night. Uh, my Rockets get it done again at home. They're just a wagon at home, 117-104 against the Memphis Grizzlies, um, led by the young guys last night. It was Jabari Smith Jr. had 20 points and 10 rebounds. And then Tari Eason coming off the bench, career high, 25 points and 14 rebounds in that game. Uh, now the Rockets are at 11-1 straight up at home. So anytime you see this Rockets team at home, uh, just go ahead and bet them because they are taking care of business at home. 
Um, Aki, that was pretty much that all stood out to me last night. Did you see anything else in the box scores that interested you? Uh, no, I mean, other than, um, yeah, don't make sure to bet Houston at home. Don't bet them away, right? Or they still have only won one game away. Um, the season. one in eight, yeah, one in one eight, eight, on eight the road. yeah. So, um, such an interesting split right there. Yeah, it's just we've seen a lot of teams that at least this season have been really good on the road, and they've just been atrocious at home. We'll talk about one of those teams uh, later uh, in the podcast when we talk about the games. But um, yeah, I think that was it. Embiid being doing Embiid things again, he drops another forty-one points against the Sixers. Sixers now have a twenty-one game losing streak. And then the Spurs, they got close to almost breaking their uh, losing streak, but they also took an L last night without LeBron James with the Lakers. Uh, Anthony Davis did play in that game, 37 points, 10 rebounds, and four steals in that game. Um, Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for last night. Uh, all right, McKee, before right, we actually yeah. get into the game four, yeah, we got a lot of games here to get to tonight on a Thursday. We usually used to like, Three or four games, but we got we got about six or seven. We're lucky if we get three or four usually. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Before we get into it, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy gives you the opportunity to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long, whether it's the NFL, whether it's the NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You can watch along, you can make your own picks, and maybe you can make a little cash over on Underdog's app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. Stay tuned at the end of the episode. Uh, McKee and I will put together an Underdog Fantasy entry, and when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy using promo code SGPN. All right, McKee, let's get into it, my man. First game on the schedule here tonight is going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are in Boston here tonight to take on the Celtics. Celtics currently sitting as a nine-point favorite in this game with a total of 226. Uh, Looking at the injury report for both of these teams here, let's start here with the road team. Uh, Pretty clean injury report. Uh, Only player that is out is Evan Mobley. He's dealing with a left knee injury. For the Boston Celtics, Jalen Brown is officially questionable. He did leave the last game against the Boston, sorry, against the Cavs that they played on Tuesday night um, with a left ankle sprain. He did turn in. I believe he did return in that game, but he's officially said as questionable mm-hmm. here tonight. Um, like I mentioned, these two teams matched up on Tuesday. Boston get, did get the 120 to 113 victory in that game. Now they're laying nine uh, in this game here on Thursday night here. McKee, what are you thinking about the spread? Minus nine in favor of the Celtics. Yeah, uh, well, the as you mentioned, they played on Tuesday. The Cavs covered the ten and a half point spread that was on the on Tuesday in Boston. Mm-hmm. Garland and Mitchell both had great games, super fun to watch, but they could not handle the depth of Boston, especially without uh, Mobley in. You know, he's been out what three games, mm-hmm. um, and without him, they just couldn't handle the size of Boston. I feel like uh, or the physicality of Boston. Um, the game was closer than the final score I watched to this one, but it really got away from the Cavs in like the final four minutes. But as I said, they still covered, um, sharp money today is on the Cavs pretty heavy. Uh, looking at it right now, uh, 50% of bets on the Cavs right now, but 97% of the money coming in, uh, is on, uh, the Cavs. So I'm liking the 
Cavs here to bounce back. I'm not going to say they win outright, but I definitely like them to cover this spread. Um, you know, they're six, five, and one as against the spread as the away team this season, four and two uh, against the spread as the away underdog. So I don't know. What do you think about the Cavs covering tonight? Yeah, I think I like the Cavs in the spot here. Uh, usually when we've talked about, you know, teams that kind of play these mini series and like back to back situations and or in like consecutive nights, it's usually you want to back the team that lost that first game and take them to, you know, either at least cover the spread or win the game outright in the second time around. Cavs, like you mentioned it, they've been pretty decent against the spread when they're in an away underdog role. Um, and if they're coming off of a loss, this Cavs team, they are five, three, and two against the spread, six and four straight up. Um, so I do think that they keep this within the number. Uh, the Jalen Brown questionable tag, I think, is um it is a bit significant. That opens up, you know, other shots and for guys like uh Porzingis and J- uh, Jason Tatum. I know we'll talk about player props here in a second, but I do like the Cavs to keep this one close. I think it's gonna be another, you know, game where Maybe the the Boston Celtics do win outright because they have been so good at home. I believe they are undefeated at home, eleven and zero straight up. Uh, are the Celtics at home? Um, but I, I think that this is a game where I think Cavs keep it close here, uh, and I think it comes down to the wire. So uh, give me the Cavs uh, plus the points here as well. Total sitting at two twenty six. The first game did finish up with two hundred and thirty three points. Uh, there, McKee. What are you thinking about the total at two twenty six right now? Yeah. Uh... Total, uh, the total on Tuesday was set at 226. It went over by 11. Um, this is like two opposite teams right now. The total has gone under in six of Cleveland's last eight games. It's gone under in five of their last seven games against the Eastern Conference opponent. While Boston's games have been going over, four of the last five games have gone over. And, and actually, the last five times that Boston and Cleveland have matched up, it's gone over, but I, I got to say, not a lot of uh, thought really went into this, but when the over went over on Tuesday, it makes me want to take the under here. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think that, you know, like we mentioned, when you have these teams that kind of play in consecutive nights, you'll see those guys make those adjustments, right? Or the teams uh, make yeah. those adjustments. Um you know, when they're facing each other. So I think this game does also go under as well, under the 226 here as well. I think the defense should be up a little bit in this game here as well. So give me the under 226. Uh, McKee, player props in this game. Anything that you like? Yeah, I am uh, kind of doing the opposite. One thing happened on Tuesday. I'm going to go the opposite tonight. Uh, Darius Garland had a great game. On Tuesday, uh, I think I had like 26 points, 24 points, something like that. Mm-hmm. His player, because of that, his player prop uh, on points is set a little higher than his points per game average in the last 10 contests. It's almost two points. Uh, his points per game in the last 10 contests is almost two points fewer than the over-under for this matchup. Um and uh, it's higher than his season average. Uh, through 19 games, uh, Garland has registered uh 22.5 points on only eight occasions so i am gonna fade darius garland here give me the under 22 and a half points for darius garland yeah i mean like you mentioned he had a great game in the tuesday night game where he did go 11 of 23 from the floor 26 points in that game four of eight from three point land did have seven assists as well um and you're right anytime that 
I think people will just go look at recency bias on in the box. We're like, hey, these two teams yeah. just played each other on, you know, a couple nights ago. If the books haven't adjusted properly, you know, let's just keep playing it. But again, we just talked about it's a game of adjustments in any sport, right? And I think that, especially in basketball, uh, where there's so much variant, I think that this might be an opportunity for some of the other guys to step up for the uh, Cleveland mm-hmm. Cavaliers. So, um, yeah, I can get behind that for sure. Uh, I can also another- see uh, Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell, you know, when he gets in these big games against big teams, he can be a little bit of a ball hog. And he and Garland have had problems with that. So I can see him maybe wanting to step up more in this game and just uh, take over the take over the ball a lot more. Yeah, his points probably right now is sitting at 26 and a half. Um, I was looking at Porzingis, uh, either sorry, not Porzingis, um, Jason Tatum, rebounds or assists, or both of those to go over here tonight. Um, that number is currently sitting at 14 and a half. Um, he did Especially have if Brown is maybe questionable, yeah, because he did roll that ankle, um, you know, in on the Tuesday night game, but he did return. But Tatum over the last couple of head-to-head meetings here against the Cavs so he's been in double-digit rebounds in three straight matchups against the Cavs and he's also recorded five or more assists in let's see here five out of the last six career games against the Cavs um his assist prop right now is sitting at four and a half um I think I can see a world where that the Cavs make a defensive adjustment and maybe force the ball out of his hands making him more of a facilitator here tonight um, and also, I mm-hmm. think the rebounds are always going to be there for us as well. So rebounds and assists, uh, it's at 14 and a half at even money. I do like that to go over Porzingis. I know that Chad also pointed out Derek White has been really good uh, over the past several games for the uh, Cleveland, sorry, for the Boston Celtics. He scored mm-hmm. at least, uh, uh, let's see here, 17 points in four straight games. Uh, been very, very efficient from the floor, not only from the floor, but also from three-point land where he's shooting at nearly 53%. He also chips in with the rebounds and assists. So if you want to look at his PRA to go over here tonight or just yeah. his points. He's a great on defense, too. I mean, he is having a great stretch here. And uh, I'm very locked into him. He's on my fantasy basketball team, the league that you started. So I uh, I get it. Yeah, he's been great lately. Yeah. Uh, anything else for this game? Uh, that's all I have. All right. Let's get a roll in here. Let's go over to the game between the Chicago Bulls. They are in South Beach here tonight to take on the Miami Heat. Heat currently sitting as a four-point favorite in this game with a total of 216. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Miami Heat, uh, they are in a back-to-back situation. Uh, They played Charlotte last night, so uh, no injury report submitted for them yet. For the Chicago Bulls, the only questionable tag here is going to be Alex Caruso with a left ankle sprain. And obviously, we know Zach Levine is going to be out for about uh, two to three more weeks here for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Mikhail mentioned this, man. The Bulls have looked really good without uh, Zach Levine in the lineup. I know they went mm-hmm. into overtime against the uh, Bucks. Um, did the Bulls in their last game. But um, Kobe White has looked really good. DeMar DeRozan DeMar De- doing DeMar DeRozan things. I don't think a lot of people are watching Bulls games. But if you are a fan of this team, you can almost see that this team is, you know, playing with each other and for each other. I don't think it's a coincidence because Zach Levine is off the floor because he commands so many shots, but they love, they've looked pretty good over the last several games or without Levine in the lineup. And I'll just mention this before I get your handicap uh, prior to that game against the Denver Nuggets, where I thought it was a bad spot for them coming off that back-to-back overtime loss against the Bucks. Uh, they had covered five straight games and won for the last five. 
previous to that uh, Denver Nuggets loss. But now they are in uh, Miami here uh, taking on the Heat. What do you think about this game? Yeah, and it's, uh, this is an interesting game so far because, uh, as you mentioned, they, they played on November 20th. Miami won by eight points in Chicago. And uh, what has been the trend that we've been talking about with the Heat all season and even in last season? Uh, when they're the home favorite, you, you want to fade them. However, I think the word has gotten out because I'm looking right now and the public is heavy, heavy on the bulls right now. So I think oh. the public has heard this trend. And um, but sharp money right now is heavy, heavy on Miami. So um, and I, I'm looking at some of the numbers. Uh, Miami is five and two against the spread when they have a rest disadvantage. Mm. Uh, and they have the rest disadvantage tonight. Um, they were and, and they're on a back because they're on a back to back. They beat Charlotte at home last night um, and covered against the spread. So they just picked up another uh, win as a home favorite. So I think they're three and five as a home favorite now. I think we might be trending in the other direction for the Heat as a home favorite. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Heat minus three and a half. I'm going to uh, I'm going to mirror the sharp money here and. Uh, think the heat get it done against the bulls tonight yeah that makes me nervous i really did like chicago in this spot here um <laughs> catching the points but i guess i'll stick with my guns i think that um you know i think for the heat we'll probably see maybe like jimmy butler sit in this game because i think this will be their third game in four nights uh for the miami heat um but since the 2020 season uh miami heat on a back-to-back situation and as a home favorite, uh, they are eight and five straight up, but they are five and eight against the spread. So teams are covering around 60, close to 62 percent uh, in those type of situations. So um, and like I mentioned, I just like what I've seen from this Chicago Bulls team over the past several games. And also, I know Milwaukee is, quote unquote, I guess, a division, a division rival. And, you know, they're very close in proximity um, And those games, at least for the past couple games this season, have gone to the wire. Um, but I, I, I like the Bulls in this spot. I'll, 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 I'll side with the public here. Give me the plus four for the Chicago Bulls. Total sitting at two sixteen. Okay, any thoughts on that? Um, I don't have any. It seems like such a low total, doesn't it? Don't you want to go over that? Um, but yeah. I didn't really find any great trends that made me feel one way or the other on this one, so I'm staying away from it. Yeah, only thing I'll mention about the total is that the Bulls uh, in away games are seven and four to the over, um, and the Miami Heat at home, I believe, have been. I think they're like right around five hundred, if I'm not mistaken, at home. Yeah, five and five. Uh, so no, nothing really there for the Miami Heat. Miami Heat also are only three and seven against the spread at home this season as well. So I'll lean to the over. I don't love it. Won't have any money on it, but uh, definitely do like the uh, bull side here. Player props, Mickey, what are you looking at? Yep. I, uh, well, one of the first up shout out P4A1TO in the chat. Kobe White over three and a half rebounds. He says the prop has hit in seven of the last 10 games. So that's one to keep your eye on. I have one that is hit in seven of the last 10 games as well. Patrick Williams has been playing a lot more minutes over the last 10 games. Um, 
His point total is set at 10 and a half points right now. As I said, that's gone over seven in the last 10 games. Um, he's scored two and 2.7 more points per game in the last 10 points than his prop total tonight. Um, just been looking a lot better, playing a lot more minutes. Uh, and so I'm going to go ahead and go with Patrick Williams over 10 and a half points tonight. Yeah, I love it. Um, love the Kobe wide angle. Obviously, he's been playing really well uh, in the absence of Zach Levine. If you want to take a look at his PRA, um, I mean, he's coming off of three. His last three. Sorry, his last five games, he scored 31, 19, 24, 33 and 27. And also been very efficient, knocking down the three-point shot as well. He's shooting 57.4% uh, in the last five games. Uh, his assists have been there as well, averaging 5.8 assists. So can't talk you off of Kobe White props here. His PRA is going to be at 30.5. It is juice at minus 150. Um, but I do like that. Um, Tamar DeRozan, I think that if... Uh, Alex Crusoe doesn't play here tonight. I think he'll take on that facilitator role. Um, I don't hate his assist prop for DeMar DeRozan. He's been in double-digit assistant throughout the last three games, um, mm -hmm. so I definitely can look at that here for tonight. Um, and then this season against the Miami Heat, these two teams, I believe, are already matched up twice. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, 23 points and 15 points in those two games. The last one I'll throw out there, um, Nikola Vucevic. I don't think he's had a lot of success against the Miami Heat uh, in his career, at least once since he's joined the Bulls. Rebounding-wise, yeah. uh, he's only had eight can't, rebounds each. Can't get up much against Bam. Yeah, again, Bam may be out, so I think that may be something yeah. we'll dig a little deeper into because he's dealing – I think it's a hip issue for him as well. But, yeah, yeah I didn't like uh, – Yeah, Kobe White, I did, that was the only one um, – that stuck out to me. Uh, McKee, before we move on, did just see a note come across that Jalen Brown did participate in shoot around today. So he looks like he will All be right. a go for the Boston Celtics. All right. Uh, anything else for this game, McKee? Uh, nope. That's all I got. All right. Uh, before we move on to the next game of the night here, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer better with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bet's to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, next game on the board here, McKee. Let's go over to the state of Texas here in my home uh, state. But we are going up north to Dallas where the Minnesota Timberwolves are visiting the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Tim Rose is currently sitting as a one and a half point favorite in this game with a total of 230 and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report here, McKee, for both of these teams for the Minnesota mm -hmm. Timberwolves, um, Anthony Edwards is questionable, but I did see he did participate in practice yesterday, so keep that in mind. Um, Jaden McDaniels is questionable, he's also dealing with a right ankle sprain. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin is also questionable, he has a right uh, knee MCL sprain. And then for the Dallas Mavericks, we have three guys that are out. It's going to be Josh Green, 
Kyrie Irving and Maxi Kleba, all three of those guys are out here tonight. Questionable tags for Derek Jones Jr. and Seth Curry. And then a uh, probable tag for uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. So the three guys we want to keep in mind are going to be Derek Jones Jr., Seth Curry, and Tim Hardaway Jr. in this game. Um, okay, let's start with the side here. Minus one and a half in favor of the Minnesota Timberwolves. They are in Dallas. What are you thinking about the spread here? Yeah, I am um, looking right now and a ton of money is uh, coming in on the Timberwolves. Uh, 85% of bets and 85% of the money is on the Timberwolves right now. So that means that the public and the Sharps are on the same page, which doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um both sides love the Timberwolves tonight. Um, I was leaning towards the Mavs uh, at home, but here's the thing. Wolves, uh, they lost on Monday to the Pelicans, right? They're 3-1 and one against the spread after a loss this season. Uh, they're also 4-2-1 and one with a rest advantage, uh, and they had the slight rest advantage over the Mavs for tonight. Uh, and Mavs beat the Lakers in a close one. They're seven and seven against the spread after a win. So right about five hundred, right at five hundred, when they just won, it was kind of an emotional win against the Lakers. So why don't we go with the Timberwolves? I guess if 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 the public and the public and the Sharps are on the same side, I gotta go with the Timberwolves tonight over that side. Yeah, I think for the Mavericks, you take a look at at home. They're seven and four straight up, but just five and six against the spread. I think they've only been a home dog twice this season. They're one and one against the spread in that span. But I think for me in this game, you know, we talk about this Minnesota Timberwolves team that they've been one of the best defensive teams um, all season. They're still top five. Actually, they're you seen the Mavs as a home dog? Did you say? Yeah, as a home underdog. Because. I'm seeing the number as uh, Mavericks minus one and a half right now. Oh, did it flip? Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, that just flipped on us. Um, Maybe see if the Anthony Edwards is out. I'll, I'll double check that here. So uh, let's adjust the spread here. I'll, I'll change the banner here. So now the Mavericks are a one and a half point favorite in this game um, against the uh, sorry, like hosting now the uh, Timberwolves. So just flipped in front of our eyes here. So now Mavs are favored uh, at home here. Um, so, yeah, like I was mentioning, McKee here, Mavs as a home favorite this season, six and three straight up, but just four and five against the spread. But this, I think the, the spread here may not just be a factor unless this does end up as a one point victory for the uh, Mavs. But I, I think when we talk about defenses, and I know it's very, very difficult to stop Luca because he's just such an incredible offensive talent. But I think yep. if there was one team that I could put stock into at least making his life difficult and throwing different guys at him, that is the Minnesota Timberwolves. So on the season, over the last five games, they're still the number three uh, defensive rated team. Uh, on the season, they are the best defensive rated team. Um, and again, they have the rim protection with Rudy Gobert as well, right? So if again, if he does mm -hmm. try to pe penetrate to the basket, you know, you still have to deal with Rudy Gobert. Carl Anthony Towns provides some size in that paint as well uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And again, I think they have athletic wings uh, do the Minnesota Timberwolves so at least make life difficult for Luca. And again, with Kyrie being out and being compromised on the defensive, or sorry, on the offensive side of the basketball a little bit here. 
I do think that they can slow him down. So I'll take the Minnesota Timberwolves here as well. Give me the plus one and a half uh, on the money line here as well for the Timberwolves. Uh, total in this game, McKee sitting at 230 and a half. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I am, again, I didn't find any stats I loved on this one, so I'm staying away from this one. Uh, yeah, sorry, guys. I don't have a lot of great uh, takes on totals tonight. Yeah, no worries, man. Um, so Mavericks, I'll mention this at home, are 8-3 and three to the over. And just looking at their defensive metrics, um, they are the, let's see, seventh worst defensive rated team in the association thus far this season. If we want to trim that down to over the last five games, the Dallas Mavericks are, let's see, I think they've improved in that category. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they're actually up to number 11 uh, in that category. But I think if you want to attack a total in this game, it may just be like a Minnesota t- a Timberwolves team total to go over. Um, I think that defensively, I still haven't bought into this Dallas Mavericks team, especially with, you know, Luka and when you, when Kyrie is playing that, that backcourt is just not very good defensively. I mean, no surprise there, but, mm-hmm. um, pace as well for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they are number nine, they're top 10 in pace. Minnesota likes to play at a slower p- uh, pace, especially if Anthony Edwards doesn't play here tonight. Um, but again, they've been very efficient on the offensive side as well. So, um, I would I'm not seeing it. any official word on Anthony Evers yet. He's still just questionable. So, yeah. And I did see, I think, I don't know why that number flipped. Yeah. I did see like a couple, I think it was yesterday, the day before, where he did participate in a practice. So, usually, if guys are participating in practice, that usually means they will end up playing more times than not. But obviously, keep an eye out as new injury news continues to drop, um, you know, throughout the day here. Uh, player props, McKee, what are we looking at? Well, I feel like um, this is a great spot. You don't want to fade Luca very often, but going up against the number one defense in the league, might as well go ahead and fade the big guy here tonight on something. I am seeing that in uh, his uh, 22 games this season, Doncic has dished out uh, more. His his assist prop right now is at nine and a half assists right now. He's only done this on eight occasions of the 22 games. Um, I think without Kyrie there tonight, he's going to try to do everything himself uh, with his defense pestering him. Um, I don't want to fade his points props just because I hate fading him on points. So I'm going to go ahead and fade his assists. I'm going to go under nine and a half assists for Luca tonight. All right. So I'm going to give you a pop quiz here. Uh, Luca has played in 13 career games against the Minnesota Timberwolves. How many games do you think he scored 30 or more points? Um, eight. Once. I don't know. Once? Oh, no. Yeah. And that was the last I'm game. Way up. Uh, the last game uh, in February uh, 2023 on the 13th, February 13th, uh, he scored 33 points. Uh, did but other than that, it's all been below. I mean, if you want to dig deeper, it a lot of games are below 25 points in that range, uh, range as well. So it seems like that. I guess, I guess, defensively, Minnesota does give fits to Luca, um, yeah, you know, throughout his career. But uh, Rudy Gobert rebounds, I think that's almost a given here. I think that number is probably going to be at 13 and a half. And again, we talk about 
not really having a uh, center presence. I know they drafted Derek Lively the third, but um, you know he's he gets into a foul trouble a lot. Um, does uh, Derek Lively the second? I'm sorry. Uh, he's uh, his rebound probably seven and a half. But Rudy Gobert's at twelve and a half uh, against the Mavericks. I'll just read off the last five games in his career against the Mavericks. 11 rebounds, 17, 13, 15, and 14. So the number right now is sitting at 12 and a half at even money. I do like that. If you want to pivot off of uh, Luca as far as points, I think Dante Exum has stepped up nicely uh, for this He's team. He's been looking great. Who knew? He'd come yeah. back from uh, Europe and look this good. Yeah, especially without Kyrie. Uh, sorry, yeah, without Kyrie Irving in the lineup. In the last three games, uh, Dante Exum has put up 26, 16, and 23, and his points prop right now is at 13 and a half at minus 130. So um, I, I do I mean, that's like great, that. But I always just get a little bit nervous going over on points props on any player when they're going against the best defense in the league. Obviously, they'll be keyed in on Luca, but um, I just looked it up. Uh, Luca averages 6.3 assists against the uh, Timberwolves. So that's 3.2 fewer than his uh, number tonight at nine and a half. So still like that assist total. Still like fading the, the points. I just get nervous fading his points. Yeah, especially without Kyrie there, right? Like if Kyrie was there, then obviously the points probably would be a little bit lower. Uh, but it's still at 33 and a half right now for tonight at minus 130. So um, if you dare to take the under, I think obviously he's only had 30 plus points once in his career against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So uh, take that for what it is worth. Uh, anything else for this game, McKee? Uh, that's all I got. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. This is going to be a fun one. We'll go to the West Coast here. We've got the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are traveling to Sacramento to take on the Kings here, a battle between SGA and De'Aaron Fox. Currently, the Kings are sitting as a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this game with a total of uh, 244-and-a-half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams here for the Oklahoma City Thunder, pretty clean injury report. Everybody is a go. For the Sacramento Kings, only Trey Lyles is questionable uh, tonight. He is dealing with an illness. Um, minus one and a half in favor of the Sacramento Kings here. Kings at home this season, McKee, have been, uh, let's see here. They're just five and five against the spread. Meanwhile, the Oklahoma City Thunder on the road this season the best team against the spread seven, two and one. Uh, but let's start with the side here. Minus one and a half in favor of the home team. What are you thinking? Uh, I am actually going to fade the home team tonight and take the thunder. I know that the Kings defeated the thunder one Oh five to 96 on November 10th. I'm seeing the sharp money heavy on the thunder tonight. Uh, why these teams are pretty close on paper. The thunder have been better. Uh, they have a net rating of uh, plus seven and a half, while the Kings are at a, a minus uh, point half uh, per basketball reference. And even if you adjust that for when Fox has been on the floor, that uh, is still a plus uh, four and a half net rating. So um, per cleaning the glass. So like the OKC Thunder tonight, um, OKC is just a deeper team. And has mm -hmm. the best point differential in the NBA on the road right now. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, the, give me the Thunder. And uh, I'm probably going to take the Thunder and the Under. Huh? Mm -hmm. A little rhyming oh. for you there because uh, I uh, that point total is so high. I just, I got to fade it. 
Yeah, I like the Thunder in this spot here as well. Like I mentioned, the best team against the spread on the road uh, this season. But like you mentioned, they're just a deeper team. They have different guys that can step up every single night versus for the Kings. It's if De'Aaron Fox has an off game, then, you know, it the offense looks completely different for the Sacramento Kings team. So they're very reliant on, you know, Sabonis and they're very, very reliant on um, De'Aaron Fox offensively. I know Keegan Murray, you know, they brought in him to kind of be that that three-point shooter for this team, but he also has his nights where he's hot and cold um, for the King. Absolutely. So, And I'm not saying that the Thunder will be able to slow down uh, De'Aaron Fox. I mean, it's very hard to slow down one of the fastest, if not the fastest guy in the entire league. But again, like you mentioned that, I feel like this Thunder team with Shea, with now Chet on the floor, you talk about the Jalen Williams of the world, uh, Lou Dort uh, as well. So they have guys not only that play defense, but also that can step up offensively, even if Shea mm-hmm. doesn't have the greatest scoring. Now, I know two people say, oh, Malik Monk, Malik Monk coming off the bench. Yeah, he's been great as well. But um, I really do like uh, this Thunder team here tonight. I'll take the plus one and a half. I think this does turn into a shootout a little bit, McKee. I'm actually going to go with the over in this game. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and again, last five games offensive efficiency-wise, OKC is number eight. Uh, I know Sacramento has fallen off just a little bit uh, on the offensive side, but when we talk about pace, I think that's the one thing that does concern me in this game. If you are betting the under, um, over the last five games, the Thunder are top five in pace. We know Sacramento likes to push the pace as well. Um, they're right; uh, they're tied for top ten over the last five games, and the season long. As far as pace, um, Oklahoma City still at number six, Sacramento right there at number 11 as well. So, um, and again, it could just take one bad quarter for this to get under, but I feel like with, you know, Sacramento being at home uh, and two te- two teams that are very efficient offensively, uh, I think we'll see some up and down in this game and, and some quality shot making in this game. So uh, I'll take the over 244 and a half. Player props, McKee, what are you looking at? Absolutely. Uh, I am going to go with uh, Kevin Herter under nine and a half points. Uh, He has averaged less than this uh, in the last 10 games uh, through 21 games this season. He's only totaled more than uh, nine and a half points on 12 occasions. So uh, with the Thunder defense, I I think that that's going to be a problem for Herder, so I'm going to fade him under nine and a half points tonight. Yeah, Kevin Herder is when we talk about streaky shooters, like Kevin Herder yeah. is at the top of that list, uh, you know, when it comes to that. But, um, and these so thunder it, perimeter players are just long and, and interesting, mm-hmm. and like I can see, I, I, you know, I can see them keying in on, you know, not wanting to give up uh, a lot of three pointers, so uh, that's why I'm going to fake Herder tonight. Yeah, and for whatever reason, Herder's uh, minutes have significantly decreased over the last three mm-hmm. games. He's only played 17 minutes exactly over the last three games. Yep. He's only three of, what, 18 overall from the floor over the last three games. So it's a bit of a slump right now is Kevin Herter. So um, yeah, until I see him start being streaky again, I do not want to back him. Um, Sabonis has absolutely dominated against his Thunder team um rebounding wise and getting the assist over the last couple games here since he joined the sacramento kings in that trade uh with indiana against the okc thunder i'm going to quickly read this off 
uh, 14 rebounds, 14 assists, 15 rebounds, eight assists, 13 rebounds, nine assists. And then the game earlier this season in um, Sacramento, these two teams matched up back on November 10th. Um, in that game, Sabonis had, let's see here, 17 points, 13 rebounds, and 13 assists. And that was a game where the Sacramento wow. Kings did win 105-98. But that was a game without um, De'Aaron Fox for the uh, for the Sacramento Kings. So um, looking at Sabonis, either if you want to go on his rebounds here tonight or if you want to look at rebounds and assists to go over here tonight, I do really like that. Uh, his rebounds alone are sitting at, let's see here, 13 and a half at minus 135. And if you mm-hmm. want to go uh, rebounds and assists combined, that number right now is sitting at 21 and a half. So I think I like that one better uh, yeah. just because he's gone. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Seems like he's got a lot of assists racked up against these team, this team. Yeah. Anything else you like in this game here as far as player props? Scott, I got right now. All right. Uh, let's get over to the next game of the night here. Uh, let's go. Oh, I forgot to make one banner here. Let me go back and adjust this. Uh, we got the uh, Brooklyn Nets. They are in Denver here tonight to take on the Denver Nuggets. So we just talked about the Nets. We're in Phoenix last night to take on mm-hmm. the uh, Phoenix uh, Suns, and they did get the victory like we mentioned, but they are traveling to the Mile High City where right now the Denver Nuggets are a nine and a half point favorite in this game with a total of 230. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams here, let's start here with the Denver Nuggets because uh, the Phoenix Suns do get that additional time to submit that injury report for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, KCP is going to be out. He is in concussion protocol. Uh, Jamal Murray is probable here tonight. And Aaron Gordon is also probable here tonight. So the only uh, significant player that is out for the Denver Nuggets is KCP. And then Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray are both probable here tonight. Um, Okay, let's start with the side here. Minus nine and a half in favor of the Denver Nuggets at home hosting the Brooklyn Nets. What do you got for this game? Well, obviously the Brooklyn Nets are the best team against. We've already mentioned this 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 episode the Brooklyn Nets are the best team against the spread in the league they continued that trend last night against the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix uh beat them outright um I feel like it's a really tough spot to go from Phoenix to the height of Denver and play in that elevation back-to-back nights even though the Nets are a young team still going to be a tall order for any uh team and i also think that Jokic is gonna be fired extra fired up tonight he was ejected for yeah who knows why in the last game against the uh chicago bulls on on serbian night no less uh, unbelievable. so he's gonna come out fired up for this game uh so i'm gonna be definitely leaning towards a Jokic player prop also gonna lean towards the nuggets even though it's a, a tall order at minus nine and a half like the nuggets at home tonight um against the Nets on the back-to-back. Yeah, I think that when we talk about um, teams going and playing the second leg of a back-to-back in Denver, it usually catches up to them in the second half. Um, so if you do like Brooklyn, I'll probably look at them early in this game, in the first half. And then I think within that that fourth quarter, 
Mm-hmm. I think that's when maybe the wheels come off for the Brooklyn Nets, and that's just when the Denver Nuggets kind of take over uh, in those uh, in those spots. But uh, this season, the Brooklyn Nets in back to back situations have been have played two back to back games. They're one and one straight up. They're one zero oh, and one against the spread. Two and zero oh to the over. And in that fourth quarter in particular, they've been outscored 29 and a half uh, to 24. So about, what, five and a half points that they've been uh, outscored by. Um, and it's also gotten off to slow starts in the first quarter in those two games as well. They've been outscored by eight and a half points. Um, so I think Denver comes out, you know, playing well here tonight. I think um, Brooklyn keeps it close within the number in the first half. And then I would look at the Denver Nuggets in the second half to pull away just with the altitude catching up to them. And you know, maybe a letdown spot as well uh, for the um, Brooklyn Nets coming off the game against the Phoenix Suns, you know, going up against some of those players going up mm-hmm. against their former team and being that building that they were in for their early part of their careers, like Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. So, um, yeah, I like the Denver Nuggets late in this game. If your book offers, you know, those quarter lines before the game starts, I would definitely look at the fourth quarter in favor of the Denver Nuggets. Um, but full game wise, I'll lean here with the uh, Denver Nuggets here as well. Total sitting at 231, sorry, uh, 230 in this game here, McKee. What do you think? Yeah, I, um, I'm i going to go under just based off of, I think the Brooklyn, they lose their legs in the second uh, half. And uh, this is pretty good total. So um, just going to fade that and go under on that on this game. Yeah, I think for Denver, they haven't been very good defensively. Um, I think they step up in this spot. And then again, I think the game may just slow down in that fourth quarter where mm-hmm. it does get under this total here. If you want to bet an over, I think the look would probably be the Denver Nuggets team total to go over. Um, but I think full game, this game, I think does get under the total here of 230. Um, looking at nets in their road games thus far this season on the road, they are just five and five towards the total, uh, nuggets at home, uh, on the total five and five as well. So nothing really standing out there. Um, so yeah, I'll lean with the under in this game. Um, player props. What are you looking at? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I think the nets are going to be gassed in the second half. Uh, also Jokic has, uh, dominated Nick Claxton recently on the boards. Um, last season he recorded, uh, 17 and 20 rebounds in their two head to head matchups. So since this is such a tough spot for the nets, uh, I'm going to go with the Jokic over 12 and a half rebounds tonight. Uh, again, I think he's going to be fired up after being ejected. So, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, go with the, uh, Go with the man, Jokic, over 12 and a half. There was another game he got ejected in, did Nikola Jokic, this season. I want to see how he responded in that game. Let's see here which one it was. I think it was a Detroit game because uh, he only played 15 minutes in that game. So I'm pretty sure that was the game. because Everything else is at 30 plus. So he came back the next game against the Orlando Magic in Orlando and dropped 30 points, 13 rebounds, and 12 assists in that game. So... I there think being go. back, yeah, being back at home, I think he should be fired up for this game. And, you know, Kaysen also mentioned it that Jokic averaging uh, 26, 13, and 7 against Nick Claxton. Um, I, I, I'm i going to go back because I had the over 12 and a half rebounds for Jokic against the Chicago Bulls. And he had, he was approaching double digits by halftime before he did get ejected. He finished the game with nine. 
but looked like he was well on his way to getting over that rebounding prop. So I'm going to go back to it here tonight uh, for Nikola Jokic. I'm going to take the rebounds to go over in this game, and I'm also going to take the assist to go over as well. Ooh, okay. um, his triple double here tonight is, yeah, it's see, it's at minus 105. So I think the books are expecting yeah. a big night uh, from Nikola Jokic here tonight. A um, couple other guys pointing out a couple of props they like in this game. Um, P4A1T0, I think is what it is. Uh, yeah. Um, I tried to shout Michael, him out earlier. That takes a while. Yeah, Porter on his PRA to go over 24 and a half. Casey uh, also mentioned that he had two straight uh, triple doubles against um, Nick Claxton as well. So, um, yeah. All right. Anything else for this game, McKee? That's all I got. All right. Uh, last game on the board here tonight will go to the Utah Jazz. Uh, sorry, two more games. Oh no, here. we still have war. Yeah, we still have Warriors yeah. Clippers. Um, so two more games left here. Let's go to the Portland Trail Blazers. They are hosting the Utah Jazz here tonight. Blazers are a three and a half point home favorite here with a total of 226 and a half. Looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, let's go to the Utah Jazz. Jazz uh played last night at home against the New York Knicks. Um they did get the victory there, I believe. Um, yeah, it was a it was a good close game. Yeah, and they're now traveling uh, to Portland. Uh, Portland's injury report: a lot of questionable tags here. I think the main guys are going to be DeAndre Ayton and Malcolm Brogdon. Questionable tags. Jeremy Grant has been ruled out for this game. He is in concussion protocol, so we'll wait to see if DeAndre Ayton and Malcolm Brogdon do play in this game. Um, these two teams did match up earlier this season. I believe that was also in Portland, where the Blazers it was uh, eighteen to thirteen. Uh, the Jazz eked out that uh, victory on December second. Yeah, and I think they matched up on November twenty second as well, where the uh, Portland Trail Blazers won that game at home, one twenty one one hundred five. Um, so. Also, I did see a note that Lori Markinen said himself that he doesn't expect to play here tonight. He did make his right. return yesterday against the Knicks, so keep that in mind. That no uh, Lori Markinen here tonight for the Utah Jazz, but we're still waiting their injury report. McKee, minus three and a half in favor of the Blazers here. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I got to go with the Blazers here. I mean, I don't love the Blazers, and especially got to wait. I would hold off on betting that until we see if Aiton is in or not, but uh, mm. lots of uh, sharp money coming in on the Blazers. The Jazz had an emotional win, I think, with Mark in his first game back, uh, barely eking it out against the uh, Knicks last night. Also, Utah this season on back-to-backs against the spread are 0-3-1. So, uh, like the Trailblazers, minus the points here uh, to get this win. Yeah, uh, Jazz on the road this season just has it's it hasn't been pretty. I'll just say that much. One and eleven against, uh, sorry, one eleven straight up on the road for the Utah Jazz. That's like Houston Rockets territory, and they're just three yeah. and nine uh, against the spread. They're giving up hundred and twenty three point six per points per game uh, on the road so far this season. And if they're on the road in back to back situations. 0-3 straight up, 1-2 against the spread, 1-2 uh, towards the over, giving up 116 points per game. So um, I think there's a good spot here for the Portland Trailblazers. I think even without DeAndre Ayton and or Malcolm Brogdon, um, I think there's enough on this team with Shaden Sharp, 
with uh, Anthony Simons, who made his return as well. He's been playing really well since he returned uh, for the Portland Troll Blazers. And again, I'm just going to continue fading this Jazz team at home. So give me the Blazers here at home, minus a three and a half. I'll look Jazz at their team, team on the road. Yeah. You said fading them Jazz team at home, but yeah, Jazz team on the road. I'm oh, sorry, Jazz team uh, on the road, uh, 1-11 straight up and just 3-9 and nine against the spread. So fading Jazz on the road. Um, and looking at the Blazers here, minus three and a half uh, at home. Um, total here, McKee, I think the only play that I do like is going to be the Blazers team total to go over. I don't have a feel on the full game yeah. here, but you have any, you have a feel on the full game total? I, I was going to say the same thing. Let's just fade the Jazz team total too. Like I'm, I'm, Take the under. I'm yeah. off. Yeah, off, off, off the Jazz. Yeah, I, I can definitely get behind that for sure. Uh, player props, what are you looking at? I, I couldn't find a lot of them because they. I was looking earlier this morning, and I was thinking maybe because I was waiting for market in to finally uh, say if he's playing or not. So I didn't yeah, get I a player prop either. in this one. So uh, do you have any? I think yeah, you're right. Um, there's nothing there right now. But if there is a one player um, on the Portland Trailblazers side that I would want to look at, it's going to be Anthony Simons, like I mentioned. Um, yeah. last three games, he's had 28 points, 30 points, and then he had 38 against the Clippers in the last game. He's also gotten up at least 21 shot attempts over the last three games. He's also gotten up at least 10 three pointers over the last three games. So the shot volume and the minutes played have definitely been there for, uh, Anthony Simons. He's also been getting, been able to get to the free throw line as well. So, um, I'm sure the books will account for this. That number is probably going to be in the realm of the. 26 and a half 27 and a half but uh just based por- purely off of shot volume and then a number of minutes that he is actually playing i would look at anthony simons to go over but other than that uh nothing really excited me uh for this game uh all right as Kason said in the as Kason <laughs> said in the chat uh you got a problem if you watch this game so yeah. no need to one <laughs> 800 gambler uh we'll put that out there as well for you guys uh, all right, Mickey, last game of the night here. It's going to be the Golden State Warriors. They are in Hollywood here tonight to take on the L.A. Clippers. Clippers, a five and a half point favorite in this game with a total of 230 and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, Draymond Green uh, suspended uh, indefinitely is what came down last night for Draymond mm-hmm. Green. Uh, and also Gary Payton the second has is going to be out for this game. He's sitting with a right cap strain for the LA Clippers. Um, Paul George is officially listed as questionable for this game. He has a left hip soreness. Um, and that is only the significant uh, player for the Clippers. So keep in mind, Paul George is going to be questionable for this game um, with left hip soreness. Um the Clippers quietly have won five games in a row here. I know it has some of those games have been against the greatest competition, but again, mm-hmm. for this Clippers team, I think every win matters just to kind of build the morale and you know get the nasty taste out of their mouth. What was going on after they traded for James Harden, but um, you know, they beat the Kings the other night on Tuesday, the Kings were in a back-to-back situation there. Um, they did, beat the Timberwolves. Um, that was closer um, than the spread had indicated. And that they beat the Jazz. They also beat the Denver Nuggets as well. So if you're a Clippers fan, you know, they're starting to trend in the right direction. They've won five out of the last six, uh, sorry, five out of the, sorry, six out of the last seven games, including five in a row here. 
Now hosting a Golden State Warriors team here, McKee, that is going to be without Draymond Green for some time. I'm not sure if you caught and saw what um, he did to Yusuf Nurkic and if you want to give any thoughts on that before we actually get into the game. You know what? I am uh, so done with Draymond Green. I I don't even want to give him airtime anymore. I got to (laughs) say, like, I am totally out on Draymond uh, at this point in his career. Just looks like what used to seem like he was playing with fire just now seems like he's a big freaking baby, man. I got to say, like, just wants to do whatever he wants, you know, and it's just like, forget it, man. It's it's, it's such a sideshow right now. I thought the funny part was in his press game uh, or sorry, the post game uh, press conference. He said, I didn't mean to hit Yusuf Nurkic. I was like, well, what were you trying to do at that point? Just swinging your arm around and like, what were you trying to do? He, said he was uh, like trying to sell the foul or something like that. And I was just like, yeah. No, you are you are a professional athlete. You know how to move your body. We we saw what you did, you know. Yeah. Um Warriors last season on the road, McKee, we talked about this a lot that they just were not very good on the road. 11 and 30 straight up were the uh, Warriors on the road last season, but this season at least covering the spread, they have turned it around. They are 8 and 4 against the spread in their road games, 5 and 7 straight up. Uh just below 500 on the road here, but uh, Clippers five and a half here at home hosting the Warriors. What do you think? Yeah. So these teams have already matched up twice this season. Um, As you mentioned, uh, the Clippers won the last game, but on December 2nd, but only by one point uh, Warriors defeated the Clippers the first time around 120 to 114 on uh, November 30th. Um, You know, I don't have a strong... I, I watched the whole uh, Suns-Warriors game, and this Warriors team just looks so discombobulated, and, um, you know, they're they're playing around with their rotations. They ended up uh, closing the game with a lot of bench players against the Suns just because Wiggins and uh, Clay were playing so poorly. Um it seemed like they're just in a real transition phase right now. So I am going to lean Clippers here, uh, even though it's minus five and a half. Um, I got to say, I like the total here better. I like the total to go under here. Um, we're getting an extra point from the total from where it closed in the previous two games this season. Mm-hmm. Um, the first matchup went over. Uh, but it took like a 71 point fourth quarter to go over by three and a half points uh, with the Clippers playing a slower pace and with the Warriors looking discombobulated in the rotations. I, I like the under here. What do you think? Yeah, the spread. I I think the Clippers do win this game, um, but I'm not sure if I'm going to lay a five and a half point spread with them. Something similar to what we uh, we talked about when they play the Blazers. Um, there was no way I was laying that many points with the Blazers. Uh, sorry, with the Clippers, even if it was against the Blazers. So I think I'm in that same boat right now. But I agree with you about the under in this game. Um, that number is currently sitting at 230 and a half. And number one, for this Warriors team, like you mentioned, like offensively, they just seem discombobulated. Is Steph Curry, and then you're hoping somebody else steps up for this team. You know, Clay Thompson has had flashes of where he looks like Clay Thompson, but more times than not, he just looks like a player that he I didn't mean, in the last game. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh just looks washed. Um, 
I think you'll probably insert CP3 into that starting lineup with, without Draymond Green um, there for the foreseeable future. Um, and the numbers indicated, right? Without uh, Chris Paul, or sorry, without Draymond Green in the lineup, Chris Paul is averaging nine assists per game. And then without, or sorry, with Draymond Green in the lineup, only 6.3. So obviously that CP3 takes on that more facilitator role. And, I and think we know how he likes to slow down a game. Exactly, right? And they're, they're a little bit more methodical, methodical. They're, yeah, uh, in that half-court offense. So I agree 100% about the under in this game of 230 and a half. Um, didn't see a lot of player props out here. I just see a couple players, but anything that you want to throw out as far as player props? Yeah, I... Uh, so since we both like the under on this game, that means there's likely more missed shots, which means more rebounding opportunities and a yeah. surprising benefactor could be uh steph curry on rebounds uh so his line is at four and a half he's averaging five and a half per game in the last 10 games and uh over this number in 67 percent of his games this season seven of his last uh 10 uh without draymond green in the lineup have gone over this rebounding number so I like uh, Steph Curry over four and a half rebounds tonight. Yeah, I can't talk you off of that. Um, he's been, yeah, for the last five games, like you mentioned, he's gotten over four and a half rebounds. Um, I think that once that CP3 assist line drops, uh, I will be on the over for his assist here tonight. Um, hopefully it's nothing crazy and the books didn't catch up to it uh like they did when uh Draymond was initially out when he served that five game suspension uh for that Rudy Gobert uh, chokehold but um I was interested to see James Harden's assist here tonight he's been I think he's kind of found his role I guess we can say with this Clippers team um he's been racking up the assists as well he's averaging 8.4 over the last five games um this season against the Warriors uh he has had an average of eight assists in those two games um, he had seven assists and then nine assists. And also the points I've been there for him as well, 18 points and 21 points respectively for James Harden uh, against his Warriors team. And I think, you know, going even going back to his Rockets days, just Harden just has some type of vendetta against his team because they eliminated uh, the Rockets just so many times during the playoffs. But um, I would look at Harden points at that 17 and a half. And then his uh, assist, I think, was at seven and a half. Uh, again, let me see here. Yeah, seven and a half at minus one twenty-five. But I will be betting for that CP three assist to drop here tonight. Um, anything else for this game, McKee? Before we get to our lock and dog, that's all I got for now. Yeah. All right, so let's put together our lock and dog here for tonight, and then we will do our underdog fantasy entry. All right, what do you got for your lock and dog? You know what? We were just talking about it. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go for my lock, the under on Warriors uh, versus Clippers. You said that's at 230 and a half right now. Uh, just see it tick up to 231 to an even better number. Oh, great. I love it. So I'm going to go ahead and go with that. And as my dog tonight, I... Ooh, it's a slight dog, but I like the Thunder on the money line tonight. I like them to win outright. Um, not that exciting, but it's all I really have that's jumping out to me. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that number is creeping up a little bit. Now I see a minus two in favor of the Kings here, but um, I really do like the Thunder here tonight. We talked about it. Then it lines up to plus two now, but 
do love the call on the under here for the Warriors and Clippers as well. Again, I think that pace was significantly slowed down. And Clippers, I don't even mention this at home this season. Uh, their total is eight two and two to the under, where they're only averaging two hundred eighteen points combined in those uh, what twelve home games this season. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely uh, love that uh, for the uh, under in that game. Uh, all right, for my lock here tonight. Um, I think I'll get a better number in game for the Denver Nuggets, uh, especially in that second half where where the wheels kind of slow down. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Minnesota Timberwolves as my lock plus one and a half. Even if Anthony Edwards doesn't play here tonight, I think there's enough defensively for this Minnesota Timberwolves team to slow down Dallas and especially Luca. Like we mentioned, 13 career games. For Luca against the Minnesota Timberwolves, only one game set 30 plus points um, um, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So they have different guys that they can throw at Luca to try to slow him down. Um, and I think that they'll be able also to control the glass here between Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert here tonight. So rim protection is there for them as well. Limiting second chance points as well is going to be there for the Minnesota Timberwolves with the, you know, Cat and Rudy Gobert. So uh, I think they come out fired up in this game after losing their previous game. I'll take the Minnesota Timberwolves plus the one and a half. Just take the money line as well. It's at plus 102. Uh, for my dog, I'm going to put together a rebounding parlay here for tonight. Oh, exciting. So really doing the work today. Yeah. So let's go Rudy Gobert over 12 and a half rebounds. Let's go Nikola Jokic over 12 and a half rebounds. And then let's go Sabonis over 13 and a half rebounds. So that three pick parlay will get you a plus 457. And if you want to do a nice little round robin as well, um, two of those three hit, you'll you'll be in the money here tonight. So you know, we rattle off the numbers of how dominant Sabonis has been. If you want to substitute that uh, rebounds to rebounds and assist to 21 and a half, pay a little bit less big and get that up to around five to one. I don't hate that, but I think Nikola Jokic has a big night as well. I know McKee, you pointed out he's been great against Claxton. Uh, Kaysen pointed out as well. Again, Rudy Gobert has also dominated against his Mavericks um, lack their front court by dominating on the boards as well. So uh, I think those three big men have a big game here tonight. So that'll be my dog for the uh, night. Uh, Rudy Gobert over 12.5 rebounds. Nikola Jokic over 12 and a half rebounds. And I'm going to go Sabonis uh, rebounds and assist over 21 and a half. That gets you close to plus plus 500 for my dog here tonight. Uh, all right, Mickey, let's put together our underdog fantasy before we wrap up the show here. Um, where do you want to start with our underdog entry? Um, well, let's start with Sabonis. Uh, I think you've made some really good points here with them talking about them. All right, so let's see. Sabonis right now, his triple-double is at a spicy of 2.75, or if we want to go just rebounds, that's at 13.5, and and then uh, rebounds and assists are at 21.5. I'll let you pick. Uh, I would say let's go rebounds and assists. All right. I know the triple-double is spicy, but uh, I don't know. We want to try to hit this one. Yeah, so we'll go 21.5 rebounds and assists higher on that. Uh, what else are we looking at here for tonight? What about uh, how you feeling about my Steph Curry over four and a half rebounds? What do they got that at? Yeah, that's at four and a half as well. You want to go there? Yeah, I like that one. All right, so we'll go higher four and a half rebounds for Steph Curry. 
And then um, I think the final place we maybe look is Jokic after, I don't know, I feel like he's going to have a big game tonight against this. We, oh, we yeah. talked a lot about how he's dominated against Claxton and got kicked out of the last game. Yep. Um, where do we want to go? Do we want to go just rebounds? Do we want to go rebounds and assists, points and rebounds, PRA? Do they have his, what do they have his rebounds at? 13. Not bad. I mean, uh, what, assists. and rebounds and assists? Rebounds and assists at 23. Which one do you like better there? Um, I think I see a world where both of those get uh, higher on those projections. I could see a world where he does have a triple-double here tonight where he gets like 15 rebounds and an assist, 11 assists, and it gets over it. And I can see a world where he has 14, 15 rebounds at minimum um, because he's been dominating on the boards for this um is this Nuggets team? I know the last two games of rebounding haven't been there. Obviously, with the ejection against the Bulls, but part of that, 16 rebounds, 15 rebounds, 13 rebounds. So, yeah, let's but, go with the rebounds. All right, maybe. let's do rebounds. All right, so feeling, we'll go higher. Feeling good about that one? Yeah, I love it. Okay. All right, so that'll be our three pick entry here for tonight. We'll go Demonis Sabonis, uh, rebounds and assists to go higher 21 and a half. Steph Curry, higher four and a half rebounds. And then Nikola Jokic, higher 13 and a half, uh, sorry, 13 rebounds here tonight. Uh, that $100 entry will get you a return of $600 if all three of those uh, do come Not bad. fruition. Um, all right, that is going to do it here for the NBA Gambling Podcast, our Thursday show here. McKee, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? No. Have a great, uh, let it ride. Have a great night, the guys. All right. Um, make sure to follow McKee on Twitter at the Ryan McKee. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd84. Hey, before you guys get out of here, smash that like button for us on the stream here. And if you haven't already subscribed to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube channel, uh, please go ahead and do so. Scott and Terrell will be back tomorrow at the same time and same place to join us then for the Friday games. Till then, good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride.